When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for same race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Welcome to the Macca's Run with Sam Hargraves. With special sauce and juicy beef, grab the one and only Big Mac at Macca's today. Jordan Canellis with you on the Macca's Run tonight, this Monday evening on SEN after round 22. One more home and away game to go in the season for each team this upcoming weekend. 0433981116. A few text messages uh, quickly before we get to Matt Rendell, our Monday night expert. Joe in Roville says, uh, I might need to get my blood pressure checked. Not liking what I'm hearing. Alastair Clarkson potentially going to the arch enemy. Says uh, says Joe uh, in Roville, who's a uh, an ardent Hawthorne fan. Uh, Baz says if it ends up being Geelong v Brisbane in the first week of the finals, where will it be played? I'd imagine it's the MCG. I don't think they would go to Cardinia Park, even though it's an interstate team, Brisbane. Um, and then the text messages on Essendon and Ben Rutten. Agree with the discussion uh, about Essendon off-field changes, but they do need to look at list management. They have no hard nuts or leaders. Uh, Rutten was untried, but perhaps you let him go if Clarko is available. Uh, Essendon lost the 83 grand final by 80 points. They didn't sack Sheedy back then. That says Anonymous. Very different time, though, uh, to today. But a, a good point, nonetheless. Uh, it's not his second year. It's his third year, as he ran the game uh, the game plan and defense under Wush's last year, which is also true. So, yeah, well pointed out. Um, Essendon going for Clarkson would be the classic Messiah move. And then two uh, longer text messages with uh, good points, though. 100% time for Rutten to go. Players' efforts is a reflection on the coach and buy into the message. Too often, Essendon don't run two ways, and the players appear not to care. Time to get Clarkson or Ross Lyon to re-establish standards and a strategic game plan. We've been through too much to continue to endure these poor standards on and off the field. So that's from one side of the argument. The other side of the argument comes from this other text message which says, I listened to a podcast with Peggy O'Neill in 2016 when Hardwick was under pressure and said uh, she knew that they had the right coach through the whole review process. If Essendon don't know if they have the right man or not, they need to move him on in my opinion. So a, a balanced opinion there on you know the, the merits of keeping or letting a coach go. Uh, Matt Randell is our Monday night expert. He uh, wraps up the round of footy with us and has done all through the season with uh, myself and Sam Hargraves. Matt, good to welcome you back into the show. How's things? Thanks, Jordan. Thanks very much. Uh, yeah, what a good footy. <laughs> I think I've said that every week, Jordan. <laughs> it's been... Game after game, it just keeps throwing up stuff, even the bad ones like uh, Essendon and Port. Oh, my God, they were horrible. <laughs> Essendon, gee, um I, you know, I do a footy essay um, television show that goes into on Sunday morning, and and I did it with uh, um, Brad Kennedy, uh, Brad Kennedy, um, David, David Kennedy. Sorry, yes, yesterday morning, and he said, "What about the game today?" And I said, "Well, Essendon will run and gun. It'll be Bruce Free. I can guarantee you that." Well, it was Bruce Free. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't put any pressure on it. It was horrible. And, 
gee, it was a hard watch, you know. Obviously, I watched the whole thing because of Port Adelaide, so um, I got plenty out of it. But um, Essendon got none. They just they never had a crack, unfortunately. So before we talk about some of the uh, the big games Ooh. and the meaningful games from the weekend as well, let's let's continue on with Essendon and, and Ben Rutten. Um, your thoughts on the uh, on the the idea of letting a, a head coach, the senior coach, go after two seasons, or you know, it's been three um, with one de facto season when he was there, which the SMS pointed yep. out with uh, John Morsfold. But two seasons as as the main man, it, it it's always a bit of a grey area for me, anyway. Just looking at it from yep. the outside in, is you don't doesn't feel like it's enough time, but it's still you know forty to fifty odd games if you make finals. Uh, of, uh, of of a sample size, so it is a it's a grey area. What what's your take on it? Yeah, look, um, I've seen this so many times, um, Jordan. Look, uh, a, a coach takes over a team, have a pretty successful year, and they really did come home really well last year. I like the way they played last year. Look, very Richmondish. Um, they get into the finals. You know, they had a pretty good game in wet conditions. Dead in Tassie, wasn't it against? Um, Bulldogs, they got run over in the second half, but I thought their season was pretty damn good and a good pointer for this year. Now, this is what I've seen so many times. I've even been involved in this one myself in Port Adelaide in early 2000s. They think they're going that well, but they start doing all this um, stuff other than having a massive crack in pre-season and making it physically very difficult. They start doing all this strategy and tactics. Now, Saints did it after Ratton's first year and they... He paid a price. They had a shocking year last year. Um, so I think they've followed the same thing. And, and I'm not saying it now because it's the end of the season. Early in the season, I said on on the airwaves that oh, they look to me like they haven't had a very good pre-season. And they've, uh, they've stuffed it up badly. They, they just cannot run. They're not on top of the ground like they were last year. Uh, so I think they've stuffed it up. Um, they will know that they've stuffed it up. And they, you just got to get back. It's just hard work. Get back. Have a massive crack. Forget about all your strategy, your tactics, and all that rubbish that they put too much time into. You just got to get a flogging in pre-season, yeah. um, like Melbourne did when they won the flag. Uh, Darren Burgess, he's a genius. They were, they could have played the game again that grand final last year. That's how much on top of the ground they were. Geelong have got the uh, Geelong have got it. Swans have got it. Collingwood have got it. Now, Carlton are much better this year. They were horrible last year. Much better this year with Andrew Russell. So it is so important to get that pre-season right. The other team that stuffed it up and, and also said this on the airways very early in the season, DWS. So I've seen so many coaches lose their job by getting their pre-season wrong. I was even at St. Kilda when we got our pre-season wrong. And Tomo lost his job. And we all left because they were expecting more from us that year, even though we played the finals. So I've seen it numerous times. Get your pre-season right, and you can save your career. And I reckon Essendon stuffed it, and GWS stuffed it. A question out of genuine curiosity. How how does yep. a good pre-season and having a really good pre-season present itself at this stage in the season, round 23 and finals? Because it's no, well, so, it's so it far back, removed. So, yeah, so, so if, you, if you're behind 10% at the start of the year... You might get it back to 5% by the end of the year, but you're still behind the other people. You don't get it back. You don't get to their level. I've seen it too many times. Um, the teams that have had the really good pre-season, they keep improving as well during the year. They haven't hit their peak, especially if you've got a great strength and conditioning person who, who understands it. 
and there's quite a few good ones out there. Um, you know, Melbourne stuffed theirs after they had that, um, you know, 18 season where they they got beaten badly in the preliminary final. But they had a really poor pre-season, and, and um, Dave Misson, who was doing it, he, he lost his job or, or left, and good, he survived. And um, I was just trying to think, uh, who was the other team that uh, did the same thing? It, you don't get it back mm-hmm. if you don't get it right at the start, and then you have to go over it again. And I remember when I, we went to St Kilda after they had two really poor pre-seasons under Blighty, really, and the strength and conditioning bloke said, it's going to take two pre-seasons to get this right because they are so far behind, and if we go too hard, we're going to break them down. So, and he was right. He was spot on. So uh, I can't believe clubs still get it wrong. Does that reinforce to you the idea that football is still more a physical game and a, uh, an effort game than it is oh, tactical? Absolutely. I mean, forget about uh, the tactical stuff. It's so minor compared to you've got to be able to run. You've got to be able to cover ground. Um, it is, and, and running at, at pace. Because when you are at your peak of your fitness, you feel so good about yourself, you can basically do anything. Melbourne players could do anything last year. You can do any training and uh, uh, statistics, uh, strategy stuff during the season uh, because the players are so fit, they're not blowing out a candle. Mm. And we saw that last year. I just, and, you know, I'm watching Geelong and Sydney. They're just, they're on top of the ground. Uh, so they've got it right. That was particularly noticeable yesterday, uh, Matt, with Sydney. They were on top of the ground yesterday uh, with their uh, their pressure around the footy, their defensive efforts. It's harder to yeah. work uh, in defence than it is when you have the ball and Sydney were able to work all the way to the end of the game and keep Collingwood to a pretty low score. Uh, for me, Sydney now, I think they've, in my mind anyway, have jumped Melbourne to be, I know they are on the ladder, but in terms of form and just general standing, um, they've jumped Melbourne to be in the, in the top two for me. I think they are, I mean, that... that some of their defensive yeah. efforts, and not just the Dane Rampey one, all the other defenders as well were unbelievable yesterday. No, that, guys. no they've, they've, been, they've been great. Um, obviously, Adams and Dugowie, not in the midfield, really hurt Collingwood. They had they mixed and matched there a fair bit. Chris ended up in defence. Maynard played a fair bit in the middle. and um, Carmichael got a bit of a go. He's not quite there, Carmichael. Um, so that, they, they were those two players short. Um, so that hurt Collingwood a bit. But it's that ground that they play so well because um, there's just no. Ever, all the players are in between the arcs. Mm. It's a it's a it's it's a very short ground, but but wide, and they play it beautifully. Um, I'm interested to see how they go on Marvel this week. You know, fast ground, more open against the Saints. I don't know what we're going to get from the Saints, um, but more importantly, they on the MCG if they have to play there. Uh, it opens up their defence a little bit. That's only my worry there. But if they win this week against the Saints, they get home game first up. And if they win that, they get preliminary home game. So they could go bang, bang at home, where they play so well, straight into the grand final. So I don't know who they look like they could get in that game. It would probably be the winner out of Brisbane-Melbourne, would it be? I would have thought, because if Collingwood win, they're going to have their percentage won't be as good and they'll go fourth. Is it? Would that be correct? I think so, yeah. Yeah, so I think Collingwood would be ecstatic to play Geelong on the MCG in the first final. 
rather than play Sydney in Sydney. I think they'd be ecstatic to play Geelong. We yeah. saw them playing there early in the year. They kicked nine and a quarter and led by five at three-quarter time. So uh, really interesting set of games this weekend about who's going to end up where uh, if, if, if uh, Collingwood. So that means it could be Brisbane or Melbourne playing Sydney in uh, that yeah. first game yeah, uh, up there. So, uh, But Sydney played so well. They've got everyone available. Obviously, Kennedy's retired. Maybe not have even got a game anyway, but um, and and they just look they look um, they look tough. They look on top of the ground. They look like they're they're, they're looking at themselves and going, well, "We're we're a chance to pinch one here." We didn't think it was coming this early. Yes, I'm just doing the, mm. the ladder predictor here. So yeah, Geelong will be on top. Sydney, uh, if they beat St Kilda, they'll be second. And then it's uh, if Collingwood win against Carlton, they'll be fourth. And then the winner of Melbourne Brisbane. Finishes in third. Yes. Okay, might just depend on percentage, which I haven't worked out yet. But that's, oh, I reckon that's the Collingwood would be, um, yeah, uh, that game, uh, Brisbane Melbourne game. It's not on the Sunday; it's on the Saturday, I think. Is oh no, it's on the Friday night, isn't it? Brisbane Melbourne, yeah, Friday night. So, so they'll know exactly where they are. Pies, uh, if they can beat Carlton, um, they go into fourth, and I reckon they'll be going happy days. We're playing on our home ground against Geelong, who have to travel. <laughs> The um, the race for the eight. So Carlton on uh, on Saturday night against Melbourne. Um, what did you notice from Carlton in those final stages? Because uh, our analysts on on SEM were saying that Carlton didn't have uh, enough defensive support. There weren't enough layers in the back half to to really ice the game, and it came down yeah. to basically the experience of Melbourne knowing what to do in those situations, and Carlton just weren't yeah, quite they there. They stuffed it up. Uh, they didn't know how to keep possession of the ball when they got it. Um, the thing that really annoyed me, well, you could, it was hard to tell from side on, but they showed down the ground. They had a couple of players still uh, behind Gorn and Lever and the like. Uh, they should have been right up the ground, squeezing all, everything up there. I think they were, they were even behind, you know, a kick, another kick away. Uh, I remember seeing that. And I've gone, oh, they haven't worked out that very well. Uh, they were brave. They were excellent, Carlton. They were fantastic, really. Should have won the game. Um, you know, just in those clutch moments, they, they just stuffed it up, really. Um, you know, how four of them let Melksham mark that ball in the goal square. It was just yeah. beyond me, you know, especially when you've got people like McGovern there. Um, but that was the goal to, you know, put them within a point. Um, so, uh, yeah, they, they just they lost it themselves, really. Does it? What does it? Does it change your Great opinion? Great game, though. It was a fantastic game. Does it change your opinion about Melbourne in any way? No, well, Melbourne's biggest issue here, and everyone went on. Spoken about all year. Their their forwards just aren't firing, so they're pumping it in there. So a few things clubs are doing now with them, and they'll and they'll cop it for the rest of the year. You know, uh, Setterfield sat on uh, Oliver. I thought he did a reasonable job on him. Uh, oh, I've forgotten his name. Cottrell sat on Langdon out in the wing. Yep, and did a really good job. I thought on him. Um, uh, someone plays tight with Leader. Make sure he can't intercept Mark. Um, and basically, they're taking the game on like that. So taking a few of their weapons away is what the clubs are trying to do. And um, they just can't get any key forwards of note doing anything. You know, probably Gorn looked like their best key forward again, just sneaking down from the ruck. Brown struggling, Wiedemann struggling, no Tom McDonald. Um, Spargo can't get in. Fritch has been really good. 
but he was well held on the weekend. Yep. And up Bob's Melksham, you know, who couldn't get a game, ends up kicking four, I think, didn't he? So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, they, it's just not functioning 100% like it was last year. To, uh, should it be Melbourne's priority to recruit a, a, tall, a ready-made tall forward for next season? Well, they, they've still got Brown for two more years. And I think they've got Wiedemann for two more years. And they've got Tom McDonald to come back from um, they got McDonald to come back. So, um, look, I, I think they might try and trade out Wiedemann if they've got a chance. But I, you can't get tall forwards. And um, they're hard to get. Uh, hard to find. So, um, you know, they get picked high in the draft. Uh, you know, you get a fluke like my check every now and again. But, um, no, they got to just go with what they got and... Um, uh, you wouldn't think possibly they could do it if, but uh, a Petty or a May could end up up there. What about a, even a May? I know he played forward a bit at Gold Coast, but they uh, it's putting a fair bit of pressure on Petty in defence, isn't it? It is. The race for the eights are around outside of Carlton. You've got the Dogs and St Kilda there. How do you think this Sunday plays out with those three games all backing up one against the, the other in the triple header? What's well, a great day, but uh, so, uh, well, we you wouldn't be backing the Bulldogs to beat Hawthorne down in Tassie. They don't lose too many down there, Hawks. And they'll be trying for their lives. They were really disappointing against um, uh, Richmond. They tried to do a few experimental things. They just didn't work, did they? Especially on Lynch. Um, so uh, they'll be hard to beat, Hawthorne. They'll be playing for their lives. So the Bulldogs obviously have to win that. Carlton <clears throat> um, Collingwood we've spoken about. Uh, Carlton just need to win, obviously. Uh, Collingwood Want that double chance? Um, and what's the other one? Um, St Kilda, Sydney. Oh well, uh, uh, no St Kilda. Yeah, St Kilda, Sydney. Yeah, so playing at the same time as Carlton Collingwood. So basically, uh, um, I don't know what Saints are going to give us, and, and the big watches, obviously, on Max King and how he's going to go. The, the really interesting thing with Collingwood yesterday, playing Swans, that I noticed, you know, uh, in the first half. They never played Cox as a deep forward at all. And I thought, that's weird, because Cameron did a lot of ruck work, and I thought, why aren't they, why aren't they playing Cox? Because they're, they're not a tall defence, Rampy and the two McCartans. I said, why aren't they doing this? Is this, is this they're holding, keeping their powder dry in case they play them in the finals? Um, but it doesn't look like they'll play them in the first final anyway, uh, how it's worked out. So, um, yeah... Um, well, the big watch here is who, I suppose, is Paddy McCartan plays on King. Well, King's dangerous, but he's just got the yips, hasn't he? Yeah, that's uh, that's disappointing. I mean, the, the St Kilda season, you hate to sort of pin it on a on a player because you don't want to... Exactly. You know, it's, it's it's not just one player. It's, it's the whole course of a game, the whole course of a yeah. season. But, you know, it feels like the most... The most concentrated sort of reason why St Kilda might miss finals now is is Max King's shots a goal in that last quarter and, and there was not just him it was a few others as well but they had what six behinds in a row or something like that in the last quarter there was chances yeah. for them to, to win that game uh, the other day of the Saints um, yeah no doubt um, look they had a crack uh, they've been hot and cold though I must admit I can't I can't quite follow them I don't know what I'm going to get you know they leave Jones out they're going to lose Crouch, so I suppose Jones comes back in for Crouch. They need his hardness. Uh, they're very capable of winning this game, uh, I think, at Marvel. Um, they'll want to go out on a high. 
as a bit of a springboard into next year. But um, um, yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm not sure what I'm going to get. They've got a few little holes in their best team. Yeah, um, they need to get they need to get a class midfielder and they need to get another key back as good as Wilkie and Howard and all them going. They need to get someone you know rock solid back there as well. And last one, where do Fremantle sit in your mind? Yeah, well, look, uh, geez, they're a hard one to get a handle on too. I, you know, I really like the coach. I really like what they've done this year. Um, but they've lost, they've lost a heap of home games and they've won all the away games. <laughs> they are a real uh, hard one to catch. But uh, they're talking that uh, Fife's back. Um, and there was someone else who was injured coming back as well. Oh, they're dangerous. Really dangerous. Um can they get fifth and get home game? I think they can, can't they? I don't think they can get fourth, but can they get fourth or can they get fifth? I think um, they, they I'm might. I'm not sure. They, I might have to do the... Can they get fourth? Uh, I think they can get um, fourth. Yeah, they can. If, if certain results go their way, they can. They so if third. Carlton win, they can get fourth and Carlton and Collingwood go to fifth, maybe, um, which means they'd have to come over here and play Geelong. Yeah. So, yeah. That could easily happen too. They're really dangerous. Um, uh, Tabata, he was out on the weekend, wasn't he? So I don't know where he's at, but he was in horrible form. But their defence is rock solid. Heavy reliance on Sarong, Mundy and um, Brayshaw in the middle, but they've been Mm. doing a ripping job all year. They're sort of one or two players short. They need Fife in there doing stuff, but... Mm. You know, he hasn't been able to. So, no, very dangerous floater they are. Matt, probably their times in the next couple of years. Always a pleasure to chat to you. We'll do it again next week. Thank you. Thank you, Jordan. Matt, appreciate it. See you, mate. Matt Rendell, our Monday night expert here on the Macca's Run. We'll take a break. We'll come back after this and wrap up the hour here on SEN. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.